Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing great. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000, 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. It's the way the tire buying should be. Welcome in. Hmm. Yes. So, uh, last night was some a good night in hoops, right? Warriors beat the Celtics in overtime. Uh, the, today's number of the day, number of the day is 108. There were 108 threes combined taken in that game last night. 108. Wow. Uh, Mark Stein will join us. He's live at the G League Showcase in Orlando. Uh, He's our NBA correspondent, and uh, he'll join us upcoming in 25 minutes. Chargers may have some interest in a uh, big-name head coach. As we told you yesterday, they said there's no restrictions, which means we're going to spend some money. Um, And Daniel Jeremiah will join us as we get you ready for Another weekend of the National Football League. But let's start with last night's reemergence of Ja Morant onto the scene. Ja Morant hits the game winner. Uh, it's the old 1-4 flat. You guys familiar with 1-4 flat? 1-4 low, whatever you want. Give the ball to your best player and everybody else get the hell out of the way. That's what they did. That's how they won. Ja Morant, after the game, after the game, John Morant was uh, being interviewed and they talked about the proverbial chip on his shoulder. Remember, he'd been suspended until now. I've been playing work in, man. I ain't played a game in eight months. Had a lot of time, you know, learn myself. A lot of hard days, you know, where I went through it. But, you know, basketball is, you know, my life, what I love, therapeutic for me. And I'm just, you know, excited to be back. Um, he would go on to say that uh, basically he had receipts. Right? He's got receipts. I'm keeping receipts. 
Can we just point out that as a guy who's been in the business world for 20 years that you have to have receipts, there is nothing more annoying than keeping receipts. Let's just be honest. Like when you say, I know that's not what he meant, but to those of us who have had to, um, I mean, I hate expense reports. I really do. Just tell me how much I can spend. Put that in my check. I'll figure out the rest. That's actually my preferable way to do it. Can't stand receipts. What's the receipt? I don't know. I mean, obviously now with everything being paid digitally, you can go online, check your uh, check on your credit card, and then move that over. But keeping receipts, I, mean, I still have receipts from like 10 years ago. I'm like, I don't really know what they're for. Just write it off. We can't write it off unless you tell us what it's for. Anyway, Josh said he had receipts. From what? From what? Like, Look, the one thing we won't do on this show is we won't make the perpetrator the victim. That's just not what I'm going to do. I'm not. You can figure out however you want to motivate yourself when you motivate yourself. But remember, John Morant, who to this day is still super popular, but you go back before the story came out about him kicking the crap out of a 17-year-old who was playing pickup basketball at his house. Like, Unless the guy was holding the gun and he wasn't, how are you feeling threatened at your own home when you're playing pickup ball and all your guys are there and then they curb stomp him because you checked the ball, he checked the ball in a way you didn't like? Like, what are we doing here? So you start with the idea that he curb stomps a dude. Then you go to last year where he not once but twice brandished uh, a gun or what looked like a gun and may have been a gun or may not have been. I don't know. I don't care. The first one was dumb. The second one was stupid. That's just the reality to it. But the only thing dumber or stupider than the first and the second time combined with kicking the crap out of a 17-year-old who checked the ball in a way that you felt like was aggressive is blaming the media, saying you got receipts. For what? For what? There, there are lots of haters out there and they should pay, you should pay them no mind. But there weren't haters towards John Morant. John Morant con- consecutively and continuously did super stupid stuff. And we called him on it. And we said, man, I love John Morant, but I think John Morant's awesome. But it's because we all like John Morant. That's the opposite of being a hater. Keep that receipt if you want. Hold this one. Hey, dude, you're awesome. You're probably going to make somewhere in the neighborhood of four to $500 million playing in the NBA over the next 10 years. See, it sounds like a lot of money, right? Sounds like a lot of money. Ryan Bershinger, how how much do you think? Give me give me a give me a point guard of note, right? Like um, Steph Curry. Uh, that one, I mean, that's like that's an MVP. Sure, right? <laughs> so like if I if I if I go and I look at Kemba Walker is now playing overseas. He's playing in Monaco, right? And and Kemba Walker was he only had one or two years where people would say he was one of the elite point guards in all the NBA. Right. But he was really, really, really good. How much money in a 12 year career do you think, okay, do you think that uh, Kemba Walker made? Um, if you take those couple years into account, uh, we could go with 50 million. He made $50 million. Okay. Um, Chris Perfett, over or under $50 million? For John Morant? No, no, for this for Kemba Walker. Oh, for Kemba Walker. Over under fifty million. I'm gonna go uh you know, I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna say over. Okay. Isaac Lowenkron, do you have a number you'd like to throw out there that Kemba Walker made during his twelve year NBA career, not counting this year playing in Monaco? I'm gonna go way over. I'm gonna say seventy five million, and if that's true, I'm buying my kids basketballs and hoops on the way home today. Okay, well, stop on the way home. Oh no! Because he made a hundred and ninety-five million. Oh my gosh! Okay, I need a moment. Okay, you want to do this game with anybody else? Yes. Okay. This is strangely enthralling. Give me, give me, give me another name. Uh, 
Is Chris Paul too much of a big name? Oh, okay. You want to know how much Chris Paul's made? Oh, that's got to be three hundred. Um, all oh, and you guys, you guys want to know on Chris Paul? Okay. Especially when we're talking like end of career Chris Paul here. It doesn't matter what end of career. Oh, yeah, we're yeah. talking in totality. Totality, totality. Okay. Um, he threw out three hundred million over or under three hundred million dollars. Over. Okay. Uh, what about you, Bershinger? Um, three hundred million. I, 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 over. I'll go over. Okay. What about you, Ilo? Do you want to do? You, do you think it's over or under three hundred million? Um, look at your computer screen. You better not be looking at. No, I'm actually not. I'm going to say slightly over. Okay. Three hundred eighty-nine point nine. Oh million. my gosh! <laughs> Way over. And he, that's he not has, even counting all the all state. Like, he has a he has a deal that that's not even counting yeah, all that other stuff. Nike, uh, Jordan brand, and all the uh, all the the ads, the advertisements. State talking. Farm, not all state. State, state Farm. I'm, I'm an idiot. State. Yeah, get your. Uh, by the way, this show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and we want to make sure that's noted. <laughs> Three hundred eighty-nine point nine. That's three hundred ninety million dollars. You guys missed it by ninety million. Oh man. Okay. So when I say that John Rent, again, you use inflation over the next ten years, will conservatively make three hundred million dollars. I mean, he'll probably make five hundred million dollars in basketball alone. So you have to understand sometimes what a friend looks like, what somebody with your best interest looks like. It's one of the hardest things we learn as human beings. I've had people that are real friends that have told me real advice. Hey, dude, don't do that. And then, like a guy, like I, I know better. I know. I, let me do me. Don't manage me. That's my big line. Don't manage me. Don't need anybody to manage me. You should keep the receipts. You should keep all of those notes. You should instead of having him. On your right hand, he actually has that tattooed in his right hand, him, I am him. Him on his right hand, you should have notes of, hey, don't wave a weapon in the air, period. Hire bodyguards, let them be fully armed. Don't wave weapons in the air. Right? Reasonable? I would say so. But this is just a tiresome thing that we continue to go through. It's the constant blaming of the media or social media or society or whatever. Instead of just going like, you know what? I sat. I thought about it. I prepared. I'm better. I'm different. I hear everybody. I kept the receipts so that I could learn from it and learn from people who really have my best interests at heart. Instead, it became, oh, I got receipts. Of what? All of us saying, hey, dude, you're going to make a half a billion dollars if you just play basketball. Completely legit. By the way, state of Tennessee, no state income tax. Bringing home a lot more than a lot of other dudes and a lot of other teams. So how about you keep the receipts but use them for good, not just for motivation? Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. 
Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, are you traveling to one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Well, you should do yourself a favor and do what I do, which is stay at graduate hotels. You know, Bridgestone Arena and Target Center, their, their hotels are both really close to the tournament venues, and they're obsessed with college sports just like me. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and the local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school mascots, colors, whatever. Why would you stay anywhere else? You know, graduate hotels are the perfect spot the next time you go to see a game. There's over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. And odds are wherever you're going, especially if you're taking a college trip with your kids, upcoming conference tournament, or just a big college game, you can check them all out at graduatehotels.com. And here's the ultimate win. My listeners can get 30% off with the promo code Doug. That's Doug. Good at any graduate hotel. Remember, you can book today, and here's how you do so. 30% off with the promo code Doug at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. But you not got any show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the um, Tyrac.com studios. Tyrac.com, we'll you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. By the way, I love the guys at Tyrac. Uh, they're located in South Bend, Indiana. Really good people. Um, but the 10,000 recommended installers is a good thing. I mean, it's great. I, I have... I, for whatever reason, I have bad luck with tires. Not my tires. The tires are good, but like I run over stuff all the time or my daughter does. Um, and then I have friends. They all call me. They think like I got some magic button that presses that gets them new tires from Tire Rack. But I will tell you the 10,000 recommended installers, there's lots of installers out there going like, there's 9,999 others just like me. Doesn't make them feel special. Anyway. Ah. Uh, Bayer, did you have any um, um uh did you have any update on this Florida State thing? This was I, I woke up this morning to this news. You and I, uh, we share a lot of a common thread. One is we're huge college sports fans, and I saw this that Florida State had called a special board of the trustees meeting for Friday morning for tomorrow morning, right? Yes, yes. And there's no official reason given. Like, can you imagine though? By the way, like it's Christmas weekend, and I know it falls on a weird kind of time. Like Christmas is next. Is it Monday? Monday's Christmas. Yep. So kids are out for kind of weird, like a lot of kids are out like this week or parts of this week. And then of course you're out Christmas week and like, when do you have them come back anyway? Um, imagine like on a Chris, a, a Christmas Friday, like, Hey, board of trustees meeting surprise. <laughs> I'm like, what? At, least it's, at least it's not at 5 PM. It's in the morning. It is, yeah. but this does not feel like it's going to be a 15 minute meeting. True. Right. Like, I got shopping to do. I got to get out of town. I got to go down to Del Boca Vista, phase two. Anyway, uh, so the expectations are, the meeting announced Thursday comes three weeks after the Seminoles, and I'm reading this, by the way, from the AP. Um, 
uh, became the first undefeated Power 5 champion left out of the college football playoff, a decision that angered university officials, blah, 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 blah. The board must vote on any action the school decides to take. Now, there's a lot of speculation that they want to leave the ACC. Any ACC school that wants to leave the conference would have to challenge the grant of rights. Florida State and other ACC members signed a grant of rights with the league that runs through 2036. Excuse me? 2036. The length of its uh, television contracts with ESPN that gives the league control over its media rights, including television revenue, home uh, game broadcast and all sports. In addition, any school that wants to leave the ACC would have to pay an exit fee three times the league's operating budget, or roughly, you wait for it, $120 million. Now, a couple of other things that you should know, okay? Um, the Big Ten, the schools are making, what, $70 million a piece, the ones with with full TV rights? I think it's like $70 million a piece. Uh, the SEC is, I think, a little bit light of that, Actually, because it was like sixty something million, um, or high sixties, or up to up to seventy as well. I don't know the exact figure, but it's in that same kind of range. The Big Twelve is like in the thirty four, thirty five million dollar variety, which I believe is where the ACC is as well. Okay, so um, Florida State had been rumored to want to get out of the ACC earlier in the year, and then this same story came up. But like, you know, it's one hundred twenty million dollars to leave. And they're like, yeah, we were just kidding about that. We won the ACC. Then they win the ACC, go undefeated, quarterback gets hurt, and they're like, you know what, we want to leave the ACC again. And somebody's going to say, like, you know, you got to pay $120 million, and they're probably going to hire some really high-priced attorney that will cost them $5 million, and he'll go like, you know, if you, if you give me the gig, I can get you out of that deal for half of that. A couple things here. There's a a rule in grocery shopping. Hey, do not shop hungry. You ever gone to the grocery store when you're hungry? You're like, stomach. Oh my god, I'm so starved. Everything looks good. Every smell smells good. Everything tastes good. Every recipe. You know, you'll go with your you'll go with your girlfriend or your wife. And you'll be like, oh, babe, look, gnocchi. You're like, I've never had gnocchi, but it sounds amazing. Sure, put it in the basket. What is gnocchi anyway? Well, it's pasta, but it's really potatoes. Sure, what the hell? Why not? Put it in the basket. You come home, you got steak, you got chicken, you got lamb, you got fish. And then you're like, all right, I'm going to make the fish. And they're like, wait, hold on. All this stuff is fresh. Eventually, you're going to have to throw something out because you overshopped, right? You get up to the register, it's like 450 bucks. Like, what the hell? You shopped hungry. Don't shop hungry. Right? Desperation is not a good time to be making decisions. Fair? I mean, I agree with you to an extent, but for me personally, I love shopping hungry because <laughs> I get more options, you know? Like, I'm like, oh, Frito pie is going to sound good, or oh, I could make a bomb salad, you know? Like, all of it sticks out to you with what you really want, where if you go when you're not hungry, you're like, that doesn't sound good. You're just much that more practical. You know, but this is a major decision that, okay, here, here's, here's, and I, people think I hate Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma sports. No, I, 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 I mean, I don't ever root for them. First of all, their athletic director, Joe Castiglione. He is a very good man, a very dear friend, and really good at his job. Okay. They have made a colossal mistake in leaving the Big 12 for the SEC. Put me down on record. I, I, I reserve the right to be wrong, but I believe I will be proven right eventually. Okay, I've been in this thing for 21 years. I hope to be in it for another 21 and over the next 10 years. And I said, Missouri was making a mistake. And they're really good in football now for one year. And they were really good at the start when they gave them a soft schedule. But for the most part, they're just another school. But Missouri wasn't Oklahoma. Okay, Oklahoma was and should always be the dominant program in the Big 12. Why? Remember those things we talked about last hour, you need to be successful? Well, in football, proximity to talent, 
history, financial resources, facilities, coaching, fans. Okay? You had all of them. You go, they were the they had the second highest budget in the Big 12. Right? So, yeah, they were they've been the best program in the Big 12 in football. It hasn't really even been close. Hasn't been close. And it's actually more of an upset that Texas hasn't been as good as they are now because Texas had way more money than anybody else. Texas athletic budget is like $250 million. Like Oklahoma State's like $100 million. It's, it should be a locked up cinch that they're better every year. Why? They should have better players every year. Better players, better coaches, better facilities, better everything. Why? You know, two and a half times the money spent. It When, when Texas was going to leave the Big 12, they went to Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma was in some financial despair for the university. Right. They had some issues with investments with the university. And this is like, hey, we're going to it's a lot easier to sell suites and tickets if Bama, Florida, LSU, uh, Georgia, Auburn come to town, then Iowa State, Kansas State, Texas Tech come to town. It's the, it's the reality of it. I'm not an idiot. OK. And I know those schools have a lot more credibility. They bring a bigger fan base. They bring more money. But the number one thing that makes you relevant, that allows you to get donations, that allows you to fill up your stadium, that allows you to get NIL. Do you know what the number one thing is? Winning. And the likelihood of winning when you have 2x the resources than everybody else in your conference, as opposed to they go into the SEC. And this is a really, really easy exercise, okay? Okay. All you got to do is Google SEC, that's Southeastern Conference, okay, school, athletic budgets. Do that, and you'll see the difference. Okay? That's all you got to do. SEC, school, athletic budgets, and woo. Right? You can just Google it. It's super simple. They will be middle of the road at best. And what they could offer if you went to Oklahoma and you're playing in the Big 12 is, hey, man, we play for the Big 12 championship every year. Every year. Go back and look. It's like 90% of the time. The SEC has the number two, excuse me, number one now with Texas. Number one, number two, number five, number six, number eight, number nine, number 10, number 11, number 16, number 19, number 24, number 31, and number 32 budgets in all of college athletics. Okay. They used to be the rich guy among the middle class. Now they're the, yeah, they got some money with the uber elite of all uber elites. Okay. Now take Florida State. I get it, you're pissed. Okay? And nobody's actually said what I've said out loud enough, which is, I love Florida State. I think they're awesome. I think the story's amazing. And, oh yeah, by the way, Deion Sanders, the whole reason he coached, the whole reason he went and got Travis Hunter was he was trying to do an FU to his own university, you know, and because they wouldn't hire him as head coach. And all they did was go out and go undefeated. It's awesome. But the reality is we're trying to get the four best teams. They're not one of the four best teams when you lose your quarterback, considering what they've thrown out there as a backup quarterback. Nobody thinks that. Danny Cannell is going to join me, and he's going to say all these things. You know what he's not going to say? That he actually thinks Florida State would beat Texas, would beat Alabama, would beat Washington, would beat, uh, uh, who's the other one? Washington, uh, Michigan, with their current quarterback situation. Hey, but Florida State is just like Oklahoma. Florida State is the best, should be the best, and will be the best program in the ACC. And they're better funded, the proximity to talent, they got incredible history, they obviously have quality coaching, they're there. Don't shop hungry. Don't shop hungry. Cool, we got in the SEC, so that, all right, so what? You could dominate the ACC, or you could just be a t- You really want to go to the Big Ten? That's what you want to do? 
Why? Why? What does that bring you? Oh, well, you know, it brings us, you know, $25, $30 million more per year. All right, you're going to spend that. You're going you're gonna to burn through that in all the expenses it takes to go and fly to USC, to go and fly to Ohio State. You have your all your, remember, you have all your um, Olympic program, Olympic sports. That's what they call sport, non-revenue generating sports. They just say Olympic sports. In other words, the ones that don't really matter. And they matter to you. Matter in the South. I, I just think it'd be a massive mistake. Dan, go ahead. I, I, you had something you want to no, say. No, I think it's interesting. You know, you mentioned the scheduling earlier, and I have a, a you know buddy of mine that I went to college with, and he's been a Wisconsin season ticket holder for you know about 15 years or so. And your point of the new schools coming into the league, that's the type of school where it matters. And I'm talking, you know, Wisconsin is upper echelon in the Big Ten. They're not top one or two, but they're a top team. And when you're like renewing season tickets, you're absolutely right that those those top schools, it doesn't matter that Michigan State, you know, comes to Madison or at some point. They want the years where Michigan does or Ohio State does, or maybe in this case, USC and, and UCLA does. So that that's just the point of it's funny where the the, the teams that actually benefit, like it doesn't matter to Ohio State if UCLA and USC are there. Um, it adds for another exciting game, but in the big, you know, the grand scheme of things, they'd still schedule a non-conference opponent and be strengthened up, you know, strong enough for their schedule, and and then be able to um, continue winning, and that's all that matters. But it is funny on who who does like the scheduling and who does benefit from it because it usually aren't the top teams that. I mean, if Alabama's not winning, they're not showing up. Same thing for Ohio State. Same thing for Michigan. Doesn't matter who's coming to town. But if it's a, you know, if they are winning, they are going to fill those stadiums. Well, I, I mean, I, I know people at Texas, and they've told me like, look, here, here's one of the reasons that there's been a shift in the importance of filling up your stadium and charging because when when Trump was in office, they did away with the ability to write off, uh donations for tickets. Okay, so here's how it works when you, and anybody who's bought season tickets from a university knows that it's like in the NFL, they have the uh, PSLs, the personal seat licenses in college athletics. They basically have the same thing. You got, you got to donate. If you want to then buy season tickets, you have to donate if you want to buy season tickets. But when the Trump administration came in, they did away with that donation as being tax deductible. So there wasn't the excuse of like, ah, I got to give a $10,000 donation just to overpay for some tickets, knowing I only want one or two games on, I only really want one or two games, right? So now the, the, the thought is like, hey, people start canceling season tickets if you don't like line up with really good teams. So there is a, uh, there is a realness to the how much you can charge. And the estimation is, the estimation is you can make $150 million dollars from your stadium. Remember, they own the stadiums. Okay, they got some debt service on it, but they're not they're not paying lease fees, or whatever. And, you know, there's a lot of other stuff where they fill up the hotel rooms and all that other stuff. But this whole thing, this whole search for money sounds great. Hey man, we go here, we get first of all, you'd have to you're gonna have to pay hundred million dollars plus to get out of that deal. And second of all, maybe most importantly, you're way better off being the best team in a league that's eh, like they did not get in because of the ACC. That is fanboy Twitter. I'm a that that's all that's about has nothing to do with anything else. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Sorry. That's my Seinfeld moment of the day. They didn't get in even though they beat LSU even though they went undefeated, even though they beat Florida, because when we saw him play Florida, you thought, is their quarterback really left-handed and he's throwing right-handed? Right? Because they had a star quarterback who got hurt and his backups were terrible in comparison. And we're trying to judge the four best teams and the margin of difference is very slight. And if you take out a star quarterback, that's what you're left with. And I actually agree with the decision that was made, as harsh as it may sound. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show 
at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Um Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected, or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moon roof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Mark Stein joins us. He's got a great uh, podcast called This League Uncut with Chris Haynes. Uh, I was getting ready for the show today. Uh, Steiny, I think you could, you could appreciate this. And I came up with the, the, the yearly lazy is die hard a Christmas movie. Um, is the, that, that debate is akin to the Jordan LeBron. Who's the goat debate in terms of Christmas movies. Agree, disagree, discuss. How bad will it be for my street cred? If I say I haven't seen the movie. Um, pretty bad. I mean, because we're of the same age, like how it almost feels like you're avoiding it to not have seen Die Hard. I don't really have any reason why I haven't seen it. I just, man, I'm a, even in my, we, we are pretty close to the same age, but I guess I'm just such, I've, I've been so sports immersed for as long as I can remember that I was probably, what year did it come out? Ooh, 80s. Had to be 89. I'm going to go 89. Bursinger, you got a year for me, buddy? I was probably just, I was probably just working too much. I'm, the, I'm that kind of sports nerd. Yeah. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but that's the, that's a, the truth. 88. I was pretty good. 88. Okay, how about this yeah, one? 80, 80, how, 88. How, how about this one? Kind of, 
Orange County Register covering prep sports. So there you go. There you go. Um, speaking of Orange County Register, have your Titans ever beaten the Bruins of UCLA in Poly Pavilion? Yes, we have. Okay, so you can share. You can bomb with Ryan Bershinger, our producer, who's wearing his Cal State Northridge. You guys, Cal State guys, can uh, uh, Cal State alums. You're Fullerton. He's Northridge. They beat the Bruins in Poly last night as well. 2019, I believe it was, and our great coach, Diedrich Taylor, took me with the team. I was on the team bus. I was basically sitting bench adjacent, one of the greatest basketball experiences of my life. So congratulations as well to Ryan. It doesn't it doesn't get much better than winning in Pauly. I, I, I'm going to top both of you, by the way. I played on an exhibition team. My dad coached it in, uh, uh, in 2002. And at the time, we handed UCLA their worst loss in poly ever, 92-67. We smacked them. That was Lavin's last year. Anyway, all right, enough Bruin talk. Let's get, let's get to the meat of the stuff. Um, ja comes back last night, hits the game winner, and then says he's kept receipts. I could be completely lost here. I thought everybody liked Ja. Everybody was trying to tell him, don't do something stupid. He kept doing stupid stuff. But it's not like people have hated John Moran ever. Am I wrong? Well, no, there's no question. He's a beloved player, and he was obviously, you know, electric doesn't even begin to describe it last night. But I don't know exactly what he was referring to. I mean, is it maybe the conversation that, you know, I think it is, I think it is recent press conference. Somebody lobbed a question at him to the effect of, are you still a top five point guard in the league or you know, again, I wasn't at that press conference either. Maybe that's what he's referring to. But, I mean, he's got the whole league buzzing last night. Those were two just ridiculously good games on TNT. Incredible, incredible game. Okay, what's changed with the Warriors? Is it as simple as Clay Thompson's making shots? But without Draymond Green, it seems like they've, they've woken up a little bit of late. What's changed? Well, I mean... I- the schedule helped to some degree, not last night. Obviously, a home win over Boston is you know, that's as tough an opponent as it gets. But, yeah, I mean, look, I think, I, you know, Clay is always a slow starter. And, you know, before last night even, he had eight threes in a recent loss to the Clippers. I think something that the Warriors continually say is they've lost a handful of games that were really close and that they, you know, that a handful of games that they kicked away, I think, is, is, is the way to say it. And that has their record some, you know, are they back to, you know, their absolute best and as good as maybe we projected them to be coming into the season? No, you're not going to overreact and say that after a win or two, but I mean, you know, they were fantastic last night, and you know, look, I, I, what are we expecting them to be? I think that's, that's a better question, you know, I mean, are they a title contender? I mean, even with Draymond back, I mean, they're not in the title mix you know, certainly with the way they played to start this season. But, you know, they are still dangerous. I think it's safe to say they're still a team that, you know, if they get in the playoff mix, nobody wants to see these guys in the playoffs. And I, I, I honestly also think we're just – this is year 10 of their run if you start the clock at 2014-15 with the first championship team. They're not supposed to be championship-level great for a decade. It's really hard to make it last this long. The Bulls with Jordan, what did they go, eight years? The Showtime Lakers, yes, they were basically that at that level for a decade. But, I mean, it, it's not supposed to last a decade. It just isn't. What do they do with Clay? Uh, Clay, Clay, and Clay's royalty. They, you know, they... They obviously are not just going to award him a contract of boundless riches to make him happy, but any note, like, you don't just, oh, my God, he's struggling. He's not the player he was. Let's look to trade him at the February deadline. You don't, you don't trade a guy who's contributed to four championship teams and has formed a revolutionary backcourt with Stephen Curry. So, you know, if Clay Thompson wants to leave in the summertime because they can't agree to terms on a contract, I think you put that ball in his court. But any notion of the Warriors trading Clay Thompson before this season's trade line to me is it's nonsensical. Um, oh, okay. What about trades that will happen? You know, the bull, they want to break up the Bulls. 
Zach Levine wants to be the Lakers. Uh, Laker. Lakers don't want Zach Levine. How does that end? I mean, the Bulls have a major problem right now. I mean, if there is if there is a market for Zach Levine, it has not revealed itself. I mean, Zach Levine has been a very productive player in this league. He's been an All Star, and you know there have been six fifty point games in the NBA this season. Zach Levine had the first of those six. Don't forget that. But in his, you know, he has a massive contract that is he's only in year two of a deal that is worth more than two hundred million, and. The reality is he's an offensive first player, you know, by a stretch. So, uh, you know, uh, what kind of deal can the Bulls find? You know, who is taking on that contract? And like I said, to this point, you know, I don't, I don't see who that team is. Now, obviously, there's still time for that to change. We're basically at Christmas. The trade deadline isn't until February 8th. But, yeah, the Bulls, the Bulls, the Bulls are a team everyone has their eye on. The Bulls, Toronto, Utah, Atlanta. All of these teams have have they've not been winning at the level they expected coming into the season. So everyone around the league is looking at these teams. What are they going to do? Are they willing to trade their best players? But the Bulls, Levine is really the guy they want to move first, and they're just not finding a market for it. So we'll see if that changes. But the fact that they've also played better and been a winning team since Levine went to the sideline, that doesn't make their task any easier. Um, you mentioned the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, they uh, you, you nicely said they haven't been winning the level that you, they thought they would win. They're 11-15 and 15 on the year. Uh, they've only won three of their last ten games. And, of course, their best player, statistically and otherwise, is Trey Young. 28 a game, 11 assists a game. So, and so if, if you're if you're looking for a guy on who to blame, it wouldn't be Trey Young, and he's beloved in Atlanta. He puts people in the seats, but he wasn't drafted by this GM. He wasn't drafted by this head coach. It's very very different times. What's the likelihood they move Trey Young? I don't see it in season. Is that something that they would look at in the off season if this if the Hawks continue on their current disappointing course? Like I said, I wouldn't imagine a move that drastic happening in season because, again, the Hawks just went out and hired Quinn Snyder as a win-now coach, and the Hawks' hopes were that Quinn Snyder was going to forge the kind of connection with Trey Young that he had with Donovan Mitchell in Utah. So my read on it is the Hawks would look to make other moves first to change the cast around Trey Young to try to assemble a better-fitting supporting cast before they look at trying to move Trey Young. And look, I think there will be interest in some of Atlanta's players. You know, in the summertime, DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella, they talked about potential trades with those guys, and they could expand that even further. But to me, I don't see Atlanta looking at a Trey Young trade until the offseason. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, uh, are we buying the Clippers? They've won eight in a row. Um, you know, they obviously at first moving Russ to the bench, they weren't winning. It didn't look great. Now it looks like a genius move. We had uh, a vintage Harden performance two games ago, and Kawhi Leonard's probably been the best player in the league over the last two weeks. Are you buying the Clippers? I am. And what's so interesting about it is that when that trade was made, my initial take on it was the only winner here is James Harden. James Harden got exactly what he wanted. He asked for a trade. It took a lot longer than he was hoping, but he gave the Sixers a one-team list, and yet again, James Harden got the deal he wanted. But Harden leaving Philly has not weakened the Sixers like we thought because Tyrese Maxey has gone to this new level and because Embiid has just played from a different stratosphere with the offensive numbers that, that he's putting up has just been ridiculous. And so Philly has actually, it's been an addition by subtraction thing for them and the rise of Maxi. And now the Clippers, you know, so many of us on the outside branded this an absolute disaster when they started 0-5 with Harden. It looked like an absolute mess because they're, you know, even if things click for the Clippers, they're so small, you know, even after adding Harden, but you have to say offensively, he has he has now taken the point guard role 
He's embraced it. He looks absolutely rejuvenated to be basically playing back home. And you said the most important thing. Kawhi Leonard looks like Kawhi Leonard again. Early in the season, Kawhi was not reminiscent of peak Kawhi. And during this eight-game winning streak, he has been fabulous. And then above it all, you know, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are playing every night. What if they only missed one game combined together? I mean, that's such a huge difference maker. So, yeah, I think in, a, in what's been a really – it looks like a really wide-open West, the Nuggets have been without Jamal Murray for quite a, quite a bit of time. So, obviously, Murray's back now, but they haven't looked like last season's Nuggets yet. So, the West looks fairly open, and I think the Clippers playing to the level that they are right now, you have to look at them as a legitimate threat. Um, okay. Is is Luka the best player in the league? I mean, he's certainly one of them. I mean, I don't know how you can say absolute best, but the man is from another planet. I mean, I get to watch him from close range all the time. And what he, what he is doing, he is playing at the highest level he's ever played. And, you know, they've been constantly missing multiple regulars. You know, Kyrie Irving's missed the last five or six games with a heel contusion, but it's not just Kyrie Irving. They haven't had Josh Green. They haven't had Moxie Kleba. They're missed. They, they, they're, you know, they have, you know, they've, you know, Derek Lively's had a couple really unfortunate ankle injuries to, to, you know, knock him out of the lineup when Lively's been really one of the most surprising and, you know, productive rookies that we've seen in the league. So Luka Doncic is constantly playing without his, his full team around him and just nobody knows what to do with him. He's making his three, the three ball is almost at a 40% rate this season. And if he's making the three, he becomes pretty much unguardable. Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, Shea, Luca. I mean, who, who's the, you know, take your pick on, on who you like the best, but you know, Luka Doncic is as firmly ensconced in that conversation as he's ever been. Awesome stuff. Stiney, uh happy holidays to you. What, what, where, where are you? What gym are you in? I'm, oh, you're at the G League I Showcase. You I'm, at the G, I'm at the G League yeah. Showcase in Orlando, so I thought you would like the gym acoustics. I do. I like it a lot. It makes it like I'm kind of jealous. All right, I got to go back. I got to go back to stalking GMs and getting some answers. Good, here. good. Can't wait. Uh, this this league uncuts the podcast. Mark uh, Mark Stein, Stein, you're the best man. I appreciate you joining us. Talk soon, man. Happy okay. holidays. You everybody. too. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Danny Cannell joins us. Of course, uh, DK's a friend. He's a talented radio host. Of course, you see him on CBS Sports. He joins us on behalf of Bet Online as we get you ready for the college football championship. Of course, the semifinals. Um, you got the Rose Bowl on the 1st of January. That's Bama, Michigan, and the All-State Sugar Bowl, which is Texas taking on Washington. Danny's also, of course, a, was a great quarterback at Florida State. And let, let's let's start there. Um, I, I You know, I have, I've listened to you and Dusty uh, on SiriusXM. I haven't heard your thoughts recently on Florida State being left out. Why do you think Florida State was left out of the college football playoff? That's a good one. You know, I was, you know, time was healing all wounds, and now you just reopen them again. Yeah. You know, every time I think I'm going to feel better, I'm just reminded. Um, I mean, it's pretty simple to me. Florida State deserved, earned a shot to play for a national championship. Like, I guarantee you, Mike Norvell told every player on that team when they checked in August for the start of training camp, and he put up on a board – you know, on a screen in front of the whole team, here's our team goals. It starts with win your non-conference where they started with LSU and they beat by three touchdowns. It's win against Clemson, who's been your nemesis. They hadn't beat them in six years. They did that. It's win your rivalry games, Miami and Florida. They did that. And you win your conference. All those boxes, check, 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 check. If you do that, you'll get to play for a national championship. Like, that's what you're recruited to do at Florida State is to play for a national championship. And it and no, never crossed anybody's mind, well, you know, if anybody gets hurt, like Jordan Travis, we might not get that opportunity. Um, I think it goes against everything in team sports when the committee comes out after and says they weren't the same team without Jordan Travis. Wait, 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 let, me, let me just ask you, were they the sure. same team without Jordan Travis? No, they're not the same team. But neither is, 
Michigan without Zach Zinter, you know, one of their best offensive linemen. Neither is Texas without uh, um, Jonathan Brooks, one of the best running backs in the country. Everybody has injuries. That's And the thing that I think Florida State got, you know, penalized for, I think they should be rewarded for. They found a way to win in the greatest team sport we know, despite – you know, having Jordan Travis lost. Their defense played some of the best defense in the country the last three games, and it's just, I understand why the committee did it, right? I understand why Kirk Herbstreet was campaigning and saying, no, 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 hold on. It's not about doing the right thing. It's about the four best teams. And if you want to be mad at anybody, you should be mad at the system because the system is designed to screw over a Power Five conference champion. I just think this was the most egregious example of how flawed the system is. And I guess the good news is doesn't make it any better for the players on Florida state. We do get 12 teams, so we won't have it this bad happen again, Sure, but it just stinks for them. And I hate it for the players. Listen, I, I hate it for them too. I do think it stinks. I don't think it's fair, but it's not about being fair. It's about right. trying to get the four best teams. And my challenge would be like, I just, they're not the same team without Jordan Travis, they're not close. And, right. and I, and I think, you know, like you're joining us behalf of bet online. If we were to bet straight up, Without with Jordan Travis, I think they're better than Texas and they're better than than uh, than Alabama. Without him, I I I'm not. I, I watched those last three games. I, I don't believe that that to be the case. It's it's sad and unfortunate. Okay, how much you you lived? No one knows more about the power of the SEC than you. Mm. Okay, I'm not going to share. You, you can share whatever you want to share, but uh, SEC is a powerful place. Um. How much do you believe the idea of Alabama and the SEC and the power of that with ESPN? How much of that do you think played into this, if at all? Oh, I don't think I don't think ESPN, you know, executives are calling the committee. But I mean, the the committee is paying attention to the narrative, and they're paying attention and watching when Greg Sankey goes on you know, college game day, the day before the game, and he's talking about, you know, how we're, you know, two of these things, you know, one isn't like the other, bringing up, you know, um, Sesame Street, you know, comparison, saying, you know, well, the SEC is just different than everybody else. It's not like the ACC. And you can't deny the SEC's record. Now, I think, you know, and they've, they've had, what, 14 out of the last 17 national champions? Like, yeah. that's, it's really hard to argue against. But how are you supposed to make inroads in that when they're guaranteed a spot? I mean, they have been guaranteed a spot in the playoff, even if, you know, and sometimes two teams. And the one year that they're down, that they were 7-9, and nine, you know, against the ACC in non-conference play, the year that they aren't up and they aren't as good or as powerful, they still get in. Like, good luck ever trying to knock them for the perch, which is why – and I'm sure you saw this, you know, Florida State is setting a meeting tomorrow to try to sue their way out of the ACC because they're like, if we can't beat them, why not try to join them? And I don't even know if it's necessarily SEC or the Big Ten, but Florida State is feeling helpless when they did everything they could and they still couldn't get a chance to play for the national championship. So I don't think they're – like, I'm not a huge conspiracy theory guy as far as it pertains to that. Yep. I don't think ESPN, you know, called in at the last minute and said you can't leave out Saban. I think the reality is that those people are like, man, the SEC is a powerhouse. Can we really leave out Bama, Nick Saban, the greatest coach ever? We left him out last year when they, you know, probably could have beaten TCU and TCU got embarrassed. Like all of those factors, I think, came into play. I would, I would agree. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on on all of that. The the one point, and this is the really interesting one, is it the smart thing to do to get out of the ACC? Wouldn't you rather be the team that wins the league every year? Than the team that is kind of just another team, right? Like, I, I'm I'm asking. I now I draw on, and I I think Florida State will would be in a better place than Oklahoma. Like, I think Oklahoma made a mistake. I don't think mm. I I'm very doubtful that in the next decade they play for more than one SEC title. And I'm going to guess there's going to be a co- couple coaching changes. Those folks are just not used to losing five or six games, and it's going to happen. Right. Okay. Right. Florida State, I think, is in a better spot because more players. As good a history, not that much. They play the SEC anyway, but I still, I still think it would be a mistake. Plus, you're going to have to pay a hundred million dollars to get out of the league. Isn't it a mistake to get out of the ACC when you should be the best program? You should be the most stable. So, if all things were equal, I 100% agree with you. But they're not, and this is where finance money has ruined everything. 
especially when it pertains to, you know, Florida State and their survival and their ability to stay competitive with Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan, you know, all those teams in the super conferences. There is a famous quote from Bobby Bowden that gets thrown in my face every time I try to say that the ACC can compete with the SEC. Bobby Bowden, probably about 10 years ago, was asked about the SEC and why they joined the ACC instead of the SEC. And he was like, because it's easier to win in the ACC. You know, he's like, it's easier. And he's right. And you are right. You would be, you know, you'd have to get there. You could win the ACC potentially every year. You'd only have to go through Clemson, maybe Miami. But it's much easier to win in the ACC. But when the money is becoming so much of a factor, and it really is, when they're going to have double the revenues coming in and it starts to separate and increase only more, and when we start, because I do think we're getting to this place as much as I don't love it, where you're going to have to start paying the players, then all of a sudden your payroll for the players is going to be half. So you're not going to be able to compete and get the four not, and five not, stars. Not, ne- the not necessarily. No, like, yeah, this is I, I would I would I would dispute that. And here's here's how it's it's a really yeah. interesting conversation. By the way, I would encourage people to go. I have a podcast called All Ball. It's generally a, a basketball podcast. We do all kinds of other stuff. A guy named Jason Belzer joined me on my last two All Balls. Okay, Jason is uh, he's an attorney. He's an agent. He actually represents schools, and he's talking about what this is going to look like. He thinks going forward the possibilities of it. I mean, look if you look at what Charlie Baker proposed, and right now there's no counter proposal. It's everybody puts aside like ten million dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. you're much more likely to have donors give money if you're dominating your league than if you're just another team in the league, aren't you? Like, I get that there's a you know what are they making the ACC like thirty five, forty million dollars, right? You're making seventy. Yeah. Okay, so you're making forty. So there's a thirty million dollar shortfall. But, okay, the real money is made in your stadium. You make $100, $150 million a year. And the more you win, the more you make. And the more you can get people to donate and put into NIL. Wouldn't that, that's where that, that NIL money coming from. It's coming from donations. It is, absolutely. Now, I, don't, don't you worry about donor fatigue a little bit? Yes, like, but that's tired, a problem with, you know? yes, yes, of course. And, yeah. that's, and, and I think people know what it is, but it's basically like, wait, you hit me up for stadium. You hit me up for coach. You hit me up for this. Now you hit me up for a player, and the player might not even play, might not even stay. Like, I'm good. So, yeah, right. that's why they're trying to do it so that the teams, so that the schools themselves put in the money, but it's still coming essentially. Some you know, some of it's from the TV, but a lot of it is from, uh, from the donors. And uh, I think the Charlie Baker, like I think there's a minimum that you have to put in if you want to be considered this upper tier you know, um, you know, program, but there's no cap. So that's where I think it comes because, you know, Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, Washington, like the bigger players in the game, they can allocate, you know, it's up to a hundred million. They're going to be making a hundred million a year per school in the big 10 and sec Florida state sitting there at 40. So like Florida state's going to be getting, you know, that 10 million then plus whatever they have to raise. And then you've got, just a much deeper pockets and that's every single year. So, I mean, I, and I know, you know, the Florida, the Florida state board of trustees, Drew Weatherford, former quarterback said, now, if you're at a $40 million gap every year over 10 years, that's 400 million. Like that's a lot to go ask for, for your donors every single year. That's why Florida state just doesn't feel like it's sustainable over time. But then you, have, but then you gotta, you gotta pay 120 million to get out. Right. Well, that's, that's the issue that, and I'm, trust me, I am tired of all the talk. I want to see action from Florida State as opposed to just rattling the cages and trying to make something happen. But they are, supposedly they've met with some private equity firms that think it's a good investment over 10, 20 years where you'll, you'll help fund the $120 million buyout and you'll see that, you know, 5X, 10X, whatever it is, in 10, 20 years when Florida State remains a powerhouse and starts to really, you know, because I think we're just, as crazy as much money that's out there now, I still don't know if, for, if college football is tapped into what potentially could be when that 12-team playoff becomes up for bidding with Fox, with ESPN, when there's another round of college, you know, expansion potentially or realignment, when these TV deals, which only run through 2030, the new ones with the SEC and Big Ten, they're going to come back up around that, I think, is where the value play comes in for an investment firm or somebody that comes in willing to fund and help Florida State get out of the ACC. That, now, that's interesting. And we also talked about the idea of private equity. Again, that's all ball. 
Uh, Jason Belzer was my guest. My guest is Danny Cannell. Of course, you hear him on Sirius XM Radio, and of course, you can see him on CBS Sports. He's joining us on behalf of Bet Online. I got about 30 seconds. Uh, we're still over a week away. Bama, Michigan. Michigan's a slight favorite. Texas, Washington. Texas is a big favorite. If you had one team you're most confident will play for a national championship, who would it be? I'm going to say Michigan. They're favored against Alabama. I think third time is the charm. I think they're built for this. I think J.J. McCarthy has been you know, battling some injuries. I think the time off will be huge for him. And I don't think Bama's as invincible as they've been in years past. I mean, I know it's hard to fathom because they beat Georgia, but they did, they did struggle against Auburn. They did struggle against South Florida. If they can contain Jalen Milrow, which I think they'll be able to do, I think Michigan can get through them. And I do think the winner of the Rose Bowl probably goes on to win it, although Texas I think is pretty formidable. But I'm going to stick with Michigan uh, to win it all. Texas has got dudes. They got money yeah, they do. and they got dudes. They got <laughs> yep. money and they got, they got dudes. DK, you're the best, no man. Doubt. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it, Doug. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.